Welcome to Right, Just, and Inconvenient, a podcast where we talk about the Catholic faith and our walk towards holiness in today's cultural climate. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Amanda. And we are both Catholic wives and mothers trying to raise the next generation of good and decent Catholics in today's world. And even though we don't always get it right ourselves, we invite you to walk with us on this journey to holiness. does the kind of music that we listen to at mass actually matter um specifically like generally most masses have more hymns um more like i guess reverent solemn music and even like the more celebratory music i feel like is like less get up and dance kind of music Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we use for mass and then you have like the like more traditional masses like maybe like the Latin mass. Yeah. That will have like mostly like chant. Yeah. And um and then you'll have like Eastern rites who are like singing the entire time. So, um yeah, so we're talking about sacred music. And this came up because <laughs> um I happen to have to go to um a mass that has more contemporary music one night and I called Amanda or I I don't know. Did I call you? I don't know. But we we were talking about it, and I was just like, I just never feel like as reverent. Like there. you're at mass. Yeah, like it feels more like a concert. And so, like my opinion, which is different from the truth, generally, <laughs> uh, my opinion is that like I'm not here for it. Like I would prefer like something to like help me keep my focus, um, like on Jesus. And I think that there is, like, a p- place for contemporary worship music. Like, I think that, like... Because you listen to some contemporary like, Oh, for sure. Music, like, like, and I think that it's a good thing for, like, like, um, what are those things called? Retreats. Like, retreats and, like, like just, like, concerts. And youth conferences. Yeah, like, stuff like that. Because it really does, like, it can help, especially, like, younger people, like, get their heads in their, like, in the right space for worship. But, like... I don't know. There's something about the fact that like Jesus is like literally present there. Yeah. That makes me like want I don't know, more solemn music, but but I don't know that that's necessarily true. Nece- like like, like I, yeah. Required. Like it's not required, right? From what I found, no. Like I found like we're I think that well, okay. Actually, I think the truth kind of lies somewhere in the middle between the two of our like opinions, which like I What's feel your like opinion? My opinion isn't, like, strongly for contemporary music at Mass, honestly. My opinion is mostly just, like, I, when we talked about it, I was like, I don't really think God cares. Yeah. Like, I was like, I think the point is, like, that the music should, like, bring us into, like, a mindset where we are, like, with him. Um, and for you, like, it, it doesn't generally do that. Like, at least, like, not in a Mass context. Yeah. Um. But, and also, I feel like growing up and going to, like, Protestant youth groups and even, like, attending church with Fred for a long time, like, along with Mass and, like, going to Church of the Highlands, like, the style of worship music is a lot different than, like, what we would run into in a Catholic church. And, like, at first, like, I feel like it was super weird for me. Like, I just felt super uncomfortable, like, going into it the first few times and, like, slowly, slowly. I would, like, get more into it, and then I would catch myself, like, listening to it in the car and stuff, but 
but I do see your point where it's like going to church to the Highlands, I was never in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. And that's yeah. a very different thing than what we experience at Mass. Um, and before we like really start the discussion on what is actually true, I did find a statistic that said 71% of Catholics, the type of music played at the Mass has zero bearing on like Doesn't which Mass they attend, them. which to, is good. To be fair. Because <laughs> it's not the reason we're there. Dear listeners, <laughs> to be fair, I was briefly for three years a major like I majored in music like my my focus in college was music um and so me caring about this the way that I do might just be because of that and less so because I'm like your average churchgoer who doesn't care like that right could be true. that could be very I'm true. in the 30 percent in the same respect, like, I feel like my time, like, going to, like, different churches and, like, worshiping in a different way, like, probably has some bearing on how comfortable I feel with it. Yeah. Because, again, sure. like, first going to those churches, like, and listening to, like, more contemporary music, I was not in the zone. People were raising their hands. <laughs> I, like, for a little while, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, yeah. After being Catholic for, like my whole life (laughs) the first time i went to like a a baptist church um everyone was so kind and so welcoming and it freaked me out like (laughs) i just i wasn't ready like not because catholics aren't kind and welcoming but more because like i don't know it's just um less in your face i guess yeah and culturally in the united states i feel like protestant religions like are more centered in the south for sure and I feel like there's a distinctly southern hospitality style vibe to a lot of Protestant churches. I For would sure. Say. Like they're supposed to welcome you. Yeah. Like whereas in a Catholic church, I feel like the reason is mainly because you don't know if that person's like visiting or like a lot of times because you can go to that's the beauty of the Catholic church. You can go to any mass anywhere and it like is. Like, same. you might get a different sermon, but yeah. everything else is really going to be the right. same. Yeah, the the readings, the, like, Jesus being there. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what matters, and, and I guess that's the answer to the music yeah. thing. That's what matters, is that Jesus is there. And if it, if if you aren't listening to the type of music that, like, helps you focus, then it's your job to just focus. Like, right. it's, it's on again, me, like, not... And probably why this doesn't have any bearing on 71% of Catholics and their mass choice is because we're actually there for the real presence of Jesus. Like, right. we're not there for the girl who is either, like, performing the praise and worship music at the front of the church or, like, you know, reverently singing hymns. Yeah. Um, which is actually one point I found kind of in, because I did find a lot of Catholic blogs that talked about this. Yeah. And a lot of people in, like, the against camp, a lot of their reason was that praise and worship music is more written in a more popular style of music. It's a rock anthem. Like, they're meant to be performed. Yeah. And less for, like, the participation of the congregation. And that, I will say, I agree with. Yeah. Like, it's true. Like, when I watch it, and it also, like, when you think of, like, what a performance is, performance is really kind of drawing an attention to yourself. I know. That's why I don't like to canter. Um. No, it, it is because, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but, like, 
because I cannot take the attention off myself. Like, it's not even, like, if I, like, I know I, I have a, a skill and I should I should use it, but I've, I've struggled with, like, thinking more about myself during the whole math because I'm nervous or I want to get it right, like, than thinking about why I'm there. So, like, I just don't. I, I completely agree. Like, growing up, like, in, like, we both, I feel like, were canters, like, growing up as kids, yeah. like, in children's choir, mm-hmm. even. And, like, it gave me a big head. Like, growing up in, like, elementary school and middle school, like, getting chosen to canter a lot. Like, it gave me a big old head. And, like, my grandmother would even, like, pump me up about it. She was yeah, happy. Like, my anytime dad I beat out too. another kid for a solo, she was just, like, coaching you up. Like, you're better than they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to, like, It really think. is. And, like, now that I'm older, like, Andrew and I have performed. Performed. You see? I use that word. But we have. We've, uh. I mean, like, at Christmas Mass, like, beforehand, we would perform stuff. And I always feel uncomfortable when people applause, like, at church. Like, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're like, don't make it about me. So like, I will agree to do, like, Jesus. one song, but I don't usually agree to canter. Although, Andrew just recently, um, at church on Sunday, this is oddly appropriate, so I threw my name into it, and I was like, whoa. First of all, we have three kids. Who's going to watch them? Go watch those three kids. <laughs> no, I know that's actually one thing that's prevented me from joining the choir. Like now, is just like I don't want to leave Fred alone to deal with even our two kids. Like it just seems like a lot. Uh, yeah. Because we're already man to man, and that's a lot. You need to move here, and then we can like rotate. Yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like Fred gets the short end of that stick since Fred is not um he's not musically inclined. Yeah, but he could like lecture or something. That's true. That is true. Um, but anyway. So getting back to like what the actual like church teaches about um, about music at mass. So there are some general principles that have been established and I'll just kind of give a rundown of those. So reading these at first, I was like, wow, that sounds good. I have no idea what most of that means. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do, please give me what you got. Will do. First one, sacred music is for the glory of God and the sanctification and edification of the faithful. I feel like this makes a lot of sense. I also feel like it is very vague Um, in the sense that I feel like different people may feel like different music does this. Yeah, it's it's subjective. Yeah. Yeah. That was my issue with a lot of these. I was like, I still don't know. Um, Sacred music should consequently possess in the highest degree the qualities proper to the liturgy and in particular sanctity and goodness of form. You got anything? I don't know what, I guess, sanctity and goodness of form, like, that part specifically, I guess, means. Um, um, I don't know that I do either. I mean, like, maybe, like... Like, I don't know the, if it has to do with, like, the form of the liturgy. Yeah, pro- maybe. Like, maybe in... Like, it, like I was reading in a different thing about, like, the extraordinary form, like... Yeah. There being, like, different requirements. Yeah. Speaking of which, I was about to say, I feel like this doesn't apply to, like, the extraordinary form as right. far as, like, contemporary music not appropriate. Yeah, 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 form. right. That's what I'm saying. So maybe it does have to do with it. Like, and I do think, and this is more of an opinion, so, but, like, I think that maybe because, um, because mass is generally, at least here, so wild, widely available, like, if it is subjective, then you could find a parish, I mean, within driving distance. Yeah. That kind of held more closely to what you prefer. Very true. 
or at least a mass that consistently holds. Yeah, I mean, you for sure. Like, you could do the Latin mass. Yeah. Where you live, you could do, like, St. Teresa's. Saint I've Francis. got plenty of options. Yeah. So. I live, like, right next to DWTN, practically. Yeah, so, like, also that. Tons of options. That's a good middle ground. Um, so, let's see. Three, it must be holy and must, therefore, exclude all profanity, not only in itself, but in the manner in which it is presented by those who execute it, which I feel like is makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. Kind of along with this, which this might be one of the reasons down the line, but, like, a big point to this is any contemporary Christian music that is used, some of it, like, is used across denominations, but we have to make sure as Catholics that none, nothing in that music contradicts, like, Catholic doctrine specifically. Yeah, um, yeah, or scripture. And, like, one of the things, I think an example, because I was listening when I was researching for this episode um, to our our bishop, actually, um, was on EWTN talking about sacred music, and he was talking about how, um, actually, it might have been Father Mitch uh, who said this, but he said that he went to a mass somewhere, and they were singing a song, and it was like... Um, Jesus is in the bread and Jesus is in the wine when the truth, and that's such a small thing, right? But like the truth is that Jesus like is the bread right? and he is the wine. Like it is his body. It is his blood. So like, that's such a good example that like those small things like can make a big difference and, and you don't even know. And they were saying that like you grow up with like those small things and then you wonder why such a high percentage, and if you go back to our Eucharist episode, yep. such a high percentage of Catholics don't actually believe, believe in the true presence. Yes, that Jesus is the bread, that he is the wine. And, like, music makes a difference. Like, true. studies show that music, like, does so much for our brains consciously and, like, unconsciously. So, like, you have to think about, like, tiny things like that. Like, they could make a difference in, like, the young people and just, like, growing up hearing that like it does make a difference so like that's why it is so vital that we stay true to catholic doctrine yeah i was um actually it came up in mass maybe a couple weeks ago but um father bean was talking about how because he grew up baptist and he was like what we're really here for is the presence of the eucharist he was like if we didn't have real jesus here he was just like, I wouldn't be coming here. What, for the entertainment value? He was like, I'd be going to Church of the Highlands. They got great music going on over there. <laughs> he was just right. like, but uh, I, uh, but we have the real presence of Jesus here. So, like, that's what we're truly centered on. That's also subjective, too, because, like, I don't know that I dig a lot of the stuff, like, the contemporary music. Like, some of it, for sure. Like, but some of it, I'm just like, meh. I guess more of, like, it's the... It's too uh, gimmicky. I think even with the gimmicky, like, less about, I guess, the content of the music and more about, like, I guess, like, the the atmosphere, the entertainment atmosphere. I did read something about, like, instruments mattering. Like, I don't know what that exactly means either. Um, I'm guessing you're looking for that right now. Yeah, well, I looked. I was like, are, does that mean they can't do drums? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really <laughs> wondering, like, if, if there's a... I'll finish getting through these, like, the the general principles of okay. the church documents. And then I do have some like from an actual church document that kind of like touches on the whole instrument thing. Okay. So we might find some truth there. I mean, we will find truth, but the question is, will we know what it means? We are searching for truth. I don't know. How, <laughs> we'll find it all this episode, but stay with us. 
So the fourth guideline is the introduction into the celebration of anything that is merely secular or which is hardly compatible with divine worship under the guise of solemnity should be carefully avoided. Um, which again, like that makes sense. Instruments that are, oh, here we go. Actually, it might be right here. <laughs> Number five, instruments that are generally associated and used only with worldly music are to be absolutely barred from liturgical services and religious devotions. In this sense, I feel like this is also a little subjective. Yeah. Because, like, the Catholic Church is a global church, too. Like, besides just, like, instruments through time, also thinking about instruments across the world, I feel like instruments are used, like, a lot differently and things that are probably considered more sacred, like, in some cultures and, you know, compared to, like, our culture here in America. Like, I feel like it's very... It varies. It does, yeah. Um, I think... Um, I think that's where I was a little bit like, what is the truth? And it, it's like, I, I'm going to compare it to something totally different, but like, it reminds me of when we were on the search for truth about like sex, like about what is okay and what is not like, yeah, obviously not the actual act of sex, but like before, after, like that kind yeah. of stuff. Like it took us forever to find full truth and, and we're struggling here to find like objective and I don't know if there is like maybe it, it just really is one of those things that's not that important which might be a good thing yeah um and uh because like I think that there are some like good points when you come to I found a lot of literature I guess that says that um, con contemporary music could be useful and it is part of what the holy father said like Pope Francis when he was talking about like, about kind of attracting, like, a younger generation to the church. And the funny part is that I feel the way about that statement, the way I feel about sometimes when people refer to millennials as being, like, my brother's generation, and really he's, like, Gen Z, like, there's a whole yeah. separate generation. I feel like in the same way, talking about contemporary music, bringing a younger generation, I feel like, honestly, the contemporary music is aimed more at probably our, like, 35 to 50 crowd yeah. than it is. Like, I feel like our Gen Xers like older millennials and like some gen xers are actually where the contemporary music is actually aimed at yeah i feel like the younger generation like i feel like we're seeing actually a return to more tr of the tradition yeah i feel like, like we're craving like tradition because of the chaos in the world i guarantee like that's why people are just like craving and i don't think it's just us stationary like something what's the word i'm looking for something solid yeah definitely and unchanging yeah and uh that's why so many people are flocking back to the Latin Mass. I really think so. No, I agree. And, like, even, like, we're going to talk, do an episode, two on veiling. And I feel like there's been a huge return to that. Like, yeah. Like, especially, like, looking at my parish, I feel like a majority, I would say, even. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it's important to say this, too. Like, um, we were talking about, like, how we feel and what feels right and what leads us to Jesus. But, like... Mass is also, like, it's important. This is, like, it's a community, like, worship. So, like, what's going to best serve the community, I guess, too? Yeah. Like, that would be one of the things that you would look at when choosing sacred music. Like, who's coming to your church? Absolutely. That's a good point. Like, it, it yeah. Like, and that's, like, and, and part of it for me, I think, like, on a personal level is that it's kind of chaos because there's my kids. But the one time that I can focus is, like, during communion for some... Like, I can just always, like, zone in on Jesus. 
And I feel like, and also I feel like there might be a place for contemporary music, like as an entrance hymn or an exit hymn. Yeah, and like I think uh, that maybe that maybe during communion, it's one of those times where like let's not put theatrics on because the most amazing thing that could be happening is happening. Yeah. Like, let's focus on that. That's a time definitely where you don't need the theatrics. Like, like the if best you really want, you can do instrumental happening. music. Like, yeah. I don't care. I want to focus on Jesus. No, I love that. You make a good point. Um, so, like, speaking of, I guess, like, reserving, like, your instrumental or, like, your traditional music for, like, the Eucharistic hymn, also, like, the sixth guideline is that Gregorian chant should be given pride of place in liturgical services, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and um, the seventh one is that there must be no innovations unless the good of the church genuinely and certainly requires them, and care must be taken that any new forms adopted should in some way grow organically from forms already existing. Um, which, again, like, I feel like this one's a little bit vague. Yeah. Because I feel like it leaves a little bit of a judgment call about, like, what what the good of the church I guess like requires um and when you talk about like attracting the younger generations the 35 to 50 yeah group <laughs> those um, young people yeah um so I listened to when looking at I listened to Tim Staples on Catholic Answers kind of talk about this a little bit too and he had mentioned that permission had been granted by the Holy Father and bishops for contemporary music to be used at mass so it was the first time I found something I guess like definitive um, so then I had to search, like, when did this happen? Like, who was it? Um, and it was actually um, Pope Francis. And, like, the music should still be relevant to the liturgical season. But um, he did say that sacred music um, holds helps hold ch- Christian history together. And he said Gregorian chant. I don't know how you say this, so correct me if I'm wrong. Polyphony? Polyphony. Polyphony. <laughs> this is why this is why I need you. <laughs> Polyphony. Popular and contemporary music resonate in the liturgy, bringing the past and present generation together in praising God. Sacred music and music in general builds bridges and brings people closer, even the most distant, ignoring the barriers of nationality, ethnicity, or skin color. It involves everyone in a superior language, bringing people and groups together from very different backgrounds. Um, I thought that was really beautiful. I feel like, um, like, it's also important to say this, that, like, you're going to hear people more like me who are just like, eh, let's be as traditional as possible. But just because I like that kind of music. And then there are going to be people who, like, are like, let's just do what, like, leads us to Jesus, whatever it may be. And, like, what we need to remember And there are people that are even more traditional than me, and they're, like, only Gregorian chant, like, only, like, really, really old stuff. But we need to remember that, like, there is a a rule right now, and that's this. Like, and it may not be, like, set in stone forever. Like, things can change with this kind of stuff. It's not, like, doctrine. But, But we follow, like, and respect what the Pope says. And, And when people, if people are arguing with you and they're, like, this isn't allowed or like whatever this is the truth like this is what we found as of right now like we can have contemporary music at church if you don't like it go to a different parish or a different mass within that parish yeah definitely you've got options because the the mass that i went to was actually like the youth mass or whatever not that there are a ton of young people there it's like like you said like 35 50 but um 
What's crazy is that that was like the one mask that like I got weird looks from people about having my kids there, like being just like loud because I think because that church has a cry room. Like my church doesn't have yeah. a cry room, so like no one's taking their kids to the cry room. We recently went to a church with a cry room. And we did go to the cry room, but in within the cry room, it felt like a closed off separate. Like, I didn't feel like I was. Yeah. I don't take my kids to the cry room unless they are it. crying. Like, unless they need it for a second. And then I'll just, like, take them in for a second and then take them back out. But, like, people, like, this one lady, like, looked at me, like, get your kids in line or go Shut to the cry room. Up. There's a cry room right there. And, and I'm trying to enjoy my concert. Right. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. Oh, I feel bad. But see, that's my problem is that I'm up there just like, okay, like, this is not a concert. Like, come on. These youngins <laughs> that are older than me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like they're fancy new. Don't mind me. But see, my truth is not re- is not truth, which is why your own truth is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So from what we know right now, contemporary music is fine at the mass. They're just like use some common sense is really the truth like right now um unless it changes in the future there's some more kind of instructions you can locate them in um one of the documents from vatican II called musicum sacrum that's instruction on music in the liturgy and it includes contemporary music like in the realm of sacred music that can be used at mass um but it, again like you know make sure it doesn't contradict catholic doctrine yeah, that's the and, most important which part. is yeah that and it should be relevant to the liturgical season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, that is the actual truth. And so Alex will not be attending those masses if she can help it. And and I don't, we don't even have those masses right now at my parish, so it's really a non-issue. There you go. All right. Well, um, we will be praying for you. Pray for us. And keep seeking truth. Yeah. <laughs>